Welcome to episode 17 of Cartel Conversations, the podcast of the Micro Model Railroad Cartel. I'm your host, Tom Conboy, and joining me on Skype this evening is my fellow co-host and editor of the Micro Model Railway Dispatch, Ian Holmes. How are you doing tonight, Ian? I'm good, Tom. I'm starting to complain about the heat here in Minnesota. It's a, a, over the past month, I don't think we've had anything more than like half an inch of rain. It is really, really dry. It's re- the ground is really, really dry, and the air is just like so hot and ugh, it's just awful, hating it. So I mean, I'm locking myself in the house, and uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to uh, work on putting together the next issue of the Dispatch, which right now that's scheduled for an early August release. Uh, the articles yes. are coming in, or coming in from the contributors. So I'm looking forward to putting that together soon because uh, I've uh, got a week off work the week after next, and I'm going to devote some time solely to putting the next issue of the dispatch together so that should be with you all at the like I say at the start of august yeah looking uh, forward to it uh-huh. it's going to be an interesting uh issue i think where um, there's going to be some very interesting stuff in it i'm not going to say any more about it so you're all going to be surprised yeah, but I, I don't want to I wouldn't be surprised. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't have any inside track on this, so Ian hasn't really shared anything with me. He did ask me for, for an article, but I wasn't able to get one together. So so I don't know anything in this one, and that's great. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to reading the next issue. But you know what? I'm going to have to buckle down and uh, commit to a layout project soon. Because uh, uh, the other day, I got an email from the organizers of the Granite City Train Show here in uh, up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And they're inviting me to the November train show. Oh, so uh, train shows are back in Minnesota. Actually, they've been Yay. back... Yeah, they've been back for a while, at, uh, and I've been asking people how they've been asking my friend, asking around, and I've been asking people what they what they think of this in light of uh, all the COVID business. And from what I'm gathering from a lot of modelers here, is certainly in Minnesota, is that they are more than ready to go to a train show and socialize and pick up bargains and and everything. So yeah, uh, I'm I think about where you get back to that for sure. Yeah. So I'm dragging my nowhere mine app box layout out of uh, out of retirement and I'm uh, working on that. So uh, cool. yeah, I will talk about that in a little bit for you. Well, Ian, I've been working on several non-model railroad projects as well as some landscaping renovations that I've been drafted to do around the house. It's getting hot too and, and it's very been very humid here in Missouri. I'm looking to getting back inside. I've got all the pretty much all the outside projects finished. I have to be honest, I've got a couple ideas kicking around for a new micro. I'm being a little indecisive of what I'm really wanting to do. And then I start thinking about the halt station challenge. And then I start thinking about other micros <laughs> so it's like well it's a lot to do a lot of choices but none of them right now are really grabbing me uh, i think i got my mind in other things right now but uh you know definitely july and august for me is is my model railroading season i know winter traditionally is for mm-hmm. most people but uh, for me 
Uh, once it gets hot and humid, uh, I don't uh, I don't get outside much. So this is time I like to sit inside in the nice cool AC. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean, especially especially the way it's been here in Minnesota these past this past month. So are you willing to? expand a little more on this intriguing prospect of a couple more interest new micros from you or are you gonna gonna hold back on those like i'm holding back on the contents of the next issue of the dispatch yeah i'm <laughs> i'm gonna hold because a couple of ideas i had one that as i got to kind of thinking it out and and just kind of working things out in my mind yeah it was probably a better idea than it was you know <laughs> going to be feasible so uh that one but the other one i've been kicking around i'm still kind of waiting on that one i'm not really sure um my format on what i want to do with that but that's mm-hmm. it's kind of related to our later, later topic tonight about uh using containers oh and right we'll talk about that a little bit more but uh now nah, i'm gonna wait on it i don't i don't have anything yet i want to share uh-huh well you've got me intrigued now so anyway like i said earlier i uh took my uh nowhere mine app box layout out in preparation for the granite city train show and i uh proceeded to do what i've been planning to do to do since the first showing of the layout oh gosh that was some gosh i don't know five maybe six years ago now and that's to change the structures I mean, many, many years ago, well, I'm not going to say many, many years ago, because it can't be any more than like six years ago, but uh, straight after, pretty much straight after I bought, after I completed the original Nowhere Mine layout, I bought the Walther's New River Mining Kit, because I had the express purpose of replacing the original structures and um, some people on the facebook page have expressed uh, quite some disappointment at this this plan you know they're saying that uh, my original structure was unique and well the kit man that's that's commonplace you know and um they felt that uh, that was backward step i mean i understand what they're saying but this was always the original plan mm, it was okay. uh, yeah i mean the original thing. Yeah, with, I really like what you had the other one. So, but I'm always open to see what what you got, what idea you got. I'm sure you got something good cooking. On. Well, you see, the original idea was that this was, um, what's the best word to use? I, I don't know what the best word. Amorphous. Maybe it's it's it was like a scratch built structure, and it was it had no defining features of any one location. If anything, it looked more English than american and that was good because at the start i used i operated both english and american stock on it the the the, the structures were big enough to take the clearances of both ho and double o scale hoppers but uh, at, at train shows it was clearly obvious that people were more interested in the american trains operating on the layout than they were in the english stocks so i thought well yeah it's i it's, I kind of like watching the. I mean, I'm not real familiar with English rolling stock uh-huh. and that, but it's kind of neat to see that. That's one of the things I liked about that one. Yeah, it's, uh, it, I, it's one of the things I I liked about it. I, I like the interchangeability and all that. I thought that was like a really good idea. But but yeah, people 
didn't know what they were looking at. A few people did, but most of, most of the other people, they like to see a big DMIR, SD40, or whatever I had, a GP38. They like to see those shuttling the cars backwards and forwards because it was familiar to them. So, so that was the plan. It was to replace the scratch-built structures with a Walther's New River mining kit. But, of course... My interpretation of how the New River Mining Kit goes together is not a bit like the instructions. <laughs> so it's yep. got, people needn't worry. It's still going to be a very unique-looking structure. I mean, I've been yeah. That's part of the fun of it. It's like because it's it's a very that, that kit. All those kits. It's like it's very modular in feel, you know, and so you can put different walls in different places it's easy to slice a wall off to a different length than it is in the kit you know because it's basically well the, the mine is like it's made made of that wiggly tin it's like that's the uh, texture of the styrene kit it's like corrugated iron so it's easy to convert and chop up and move around so yes yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun to like work with that kind of like make it up as you go along i mean i've uh, the the only definite thing I've done at the minute is as I've, I've lined up the tipping chutes so they actually will tip properly. Because here's here's the thing: this is one of the other reasons why I'm planning on working on this 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 new structure. Because did you know that the original structures on the Nowhere Mine, both tipping chutes were going to work? Yes, I did know that. Ah, you did. Ah, well, not many people yes, know that because only one. Actually I remember you functioned. working on that when you yeah. were doing that when you were building that originally. I do remember that. <laughs> uh -huh. so, so, but only one functions. And it's like the other never, never worked. I could not get it to work. Whether it was like the, uh, whether it's the uh, conveyor chute to the tipper was like too narrow or what, what have you. It it never worked. And then the working chute worked terribly well, if I'm perfectly honest with you. It, the chute wasn't lined up perfectly over the centre of the track for when the uh, car came underneath to be tipped into. So you were actually spilling a lot of material on the ground and it wasn't actually going oh, in. the. It could uh, be a problem. And that was a problem after a while. You, it would the, the cars would derail, or the uh, locomotives would crush the tipping material into the tops of the rails. Rails would get dirty and poor electrical conductivity, so things would stall and stop. So it was a bit of a pain. So the the tippers really needed correcting. You know, since this first layout, I built a lot of tippers i like tipping scenes i think they're great yeah people really do seem to like to watch wagons actually be tipped into and so uh, i built a lot of tippers and i think now i finally got it down and i know what i'm doing and this so time how do you how do you return uh, the coal back in do you have to hand hand uh, oh that's, that. yeah, that, yeah that's done by hand yeah off off stage okay. that's done by hand so so yeah i've got i pretty pretty well got this uh sorted and I'm, the tipping chutes are perfectly lined up over the center of the track so hopefully i won't have any spillage onto the ground or the rails or anything so hopefully that will work okay there's one other thing it's like why i'm changing another reason why i'm changing these buildings is 
the originals are just getting old. You know, mm-hmm. they were the there was a re- I used scale scenes, textured papers on okay. foam core foam core structures. And well, basically, you know, I spray mounted those papers onto the foam core. And you know, it's just it's just getting old. The spray mount was just becoming detached and uh so it was just it was just old and the papers I think they I think this was before I realized you had to spray fixative on the uh, on your own printed papers so that they kept their kept their color and I think the colors started to fade a bit so you know these buildings were just old and they just it was it, it's time for a change basically but you know the exciting thing is you know it gives the layout a whole new lease of life so yeah it's going to be a new layout. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah, I'm hoping um, on the cartel group you'll share some of your photos when you're uh, beginning to put that shoot in, in operation and kind of give a detail of how that works. I'm mm-hmm. I still haven't done any uh, animation yet on any of my micros, and that's something that would be neat to add. I really would be interested in seeing, and I'm sure there's others on the group that would like to see that as well because that extra animation does uh, add. A bit of flavor to a layout when you're especially at a train show oh yeah, uh, yeah. It it's important for a home modeler that's just you know operating themselves but uh, uh i do know at uh, train shows and others it's uh just just another element that gives it more of a realism and yeah. uh, it's entertaining it's just emotion it's it's the stuff that uh, i see more and more of that in the hobby press that uh, yeah. uh animation is is one of those uh, bells and whistles that's uh yeah. Kind of like the sound locos now that uh, yeah. putting animation into your layouts that just yeah. adds more real. Yeah, and yes, like a lot of people think that these animations they have to be like all electrical and high tech, and you they can be like digital now and and everything like that. And no, you can you can do a really easy simple thing by hand on a micro. So uh, yeah, I've um hopefully I mean touch wood that uh, both tippers will actually work on on this uh on this layout so have double the tipping double the fun mm, sounds great okay so let's uh talk a little bit about micro layouts in containers you know because uh, the construction of micro layouts in containers has come quite a way since the early days when layouts were built in box files and uh, and shoe boxes yeah do you remember the old shoe box layouts you know they were quite popular at one time they're even i think it all culminated in with in the competition at the 009 gauge society agm one year yeah and so perhaps shoebox layouts are due for a renaissance uh i got a new pair. On carl's website remember he had a, a um, scrapbook uh, entry on the shoebox yes shoebox yeah madness, it was, or whatever we call it that yeah was, that's that it it was the it was the shoebox carl started it with the shoebox madness and then then the 009 gauge society ran with it at uh, one of their annual general meetings on other containers, uh, we know that uh, our good friend of the show, Bob Hughes, has built micros in containers as varied as orange boxes and plastic water jugs and such like. But uh, I wanted to talk in uh, main about you know, storage totes because 
they seem to open up a whole new avenue of, uh, of micro layout uh, possibilities. I, I don't know who built the first micro layout in a tote, but uh, it was certainly a clever idea because yeah, there's myriad styles and sizes of plastic totes. You know, there's square ones, round ones, deep ones, shallow ones, all of them a fair game, though it seems like the uh, rectangular shallow ones that are sold as suitable for wrapping paper storage seem to be the, be the most popular but don't confuse those with the tall thin ones for wrapping paper storage because that wouldn't work but yeah so i mean the, the there are a lot of advantages to this so i mean it's like uh storage for one is a big thing it's, it's an important thing because uh you put your micro away in your plastic tote if your tote is deep enough then you don't need to design your buildings and things like that to fold down to uh, give you clearance when you put the lid on. But, uh, you know, if I could do with this, uh, something like this in my model railway room, you know, because I don't have a very big model railway room, but I've got layouts all over the place. Now, if I designed them all to fit in totes, they could all put nicely on shelves, you know, and it's like I could just pull one off the shelf, take the lid off, if I needed to put some stand buildings up and stuff like that, I could. If I needed to take the layout out of the storage tote to work on, I could do that too. You know, so I think it's uh, storage totes have a lot going for them. I mean, uh, protection, protection is another good thing. Somebody, like I'm in the in the basement of a house that was built in like 1895, so you know there could be all kinds of critters and things in the basement somewhere especially in the winter when it gets down to like minus 20 outside you know the mice and things have got to come in somewhere in the warm so it's like i do have set my mouth and mouse traps in the winter but uh, if your layout is in a big plastic storage tote then you're protecting from the critters like that so uh, you know they're, they're great and there's all kinds of sizes that's the thing you know they're big enough you could get a good sized layout in n scale in in one even z scale i mean lots of people build simple four millimeter scale layouts in totes and uh, a few months ago chris navard even built a layout in english o gauge for he built it for over a couple of issues of model rail magazine and uh, he fit an o scale layout in a big plastic tote it's absolutely possible for use in any scale i mean you know these seven eighth scale guys with uh, as creative as they are i'm sure it's not going to be long before one of those guys builds something in a plastic storage tote personally i'd like to get hold of one of the uh, round holiday wreath containers and put a pizza layout in that that would be interesting for me you know, my experience with the totes is mainly to store. Uh, I have to say, I tend to lack imagination in that area. I, you know, I've looked at, uh, I've gone to my local Walmart and stood and looked at containers and thinking specifically about how to, you know, maybe what kind of layout idea I can do. And mm-hmm. I just, I hate to admit it, but I just haven't really had much inspiration with it. So I, I tend to see stuff others do and I think, wow, I never thought of that. But it's just one of those areas I kind of, um, Mm-hmm. just uh, lack that imagination so 
I don't know. I I definitely like to see what others are doing in this area to to really spark some ideas. It's something that uh, I know Bob's done some really creative things with his uh, different containers. I mean, amazing. He even had what was the one with uh, books with a mm-hmm. uh, yeah with the book the book that he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my! I never would he never thought of that. It's just yeah. you know just very creative. The thing with totes is you're dealing with a defined size. It's not like uh, when you built Heron, you built it to like four square feet or a few, few inches under four square feet, didn't you? And you, yeah, actually you, you, a little bit more than that. It's actually mine. It, it's, I had in mind a container to put it in, mm-hmm. uh, but strictly just to store it. Uh, yeah. just something that would be not necessarily for display, just, just for uh, to be small enough to just lay inside uh, one of the, you know, common plastic totes you find at your uh, local store that uh, you can put it in and be able to put everything in and not have to fold buildings down or things like that. But fortunately for my stuff, the buildings are, you know, pretty simple. They're, you know, with now with the heron, it's everything's glued in place. So I have to have something that's at least tall enough uh, to um, fit the uh, backdrop, which is affixed to the baseboard. But I have a tote. I haven't bought it yet, but I have a tote in mind that I found that fits all the measurements and it would fit nicely in that. Yeah. I'm Googling as we talk and I'm trying to find a size of a, a typical tote sort of size. And uh, here's one. What's this one say? How big it doesn't matter. Of course, I'm Googling and it doesn't tell me the size there right away. But uh, there's one that must tell me. Come on. This one's in Walmart. It's a 66 quart store. Oh, it's even got wheels on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, come on, tell me what the size. No, it's not going to tell. Oh, there it is. It's telling me what the size is. It's it's like 40 inches long by 20 inches wide mm-hmm. by seven inches high. So it's like 40, 40 inches long. It's slightly larger than uh, micro size, but that's a big one. There are smaller ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the biggest thing I've noticed that that I think for me has been kind of a problem is just thinking of ideas is a lot of yeah. these are have tapered sides. Yeah, you don't get the, you know, 90 degree mm-hmm. sides that come more like a box shape. Yeah, uh, where there's sometimes and they have, um, you know, how the molding is on them. Sometimes they'll have little indents in them and it's it kind of creates a weird shape at the bottom mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to do something in there. As I look at them, I think, well, what are you going to do with that? It's, it doesn't, you can't just drop something down. You got to, you got to consider the taper of the sides and all. So yeah. I just haven't found one yet that has really uh, sparked much interest for me. Mm-hmm. As we know, it's like some people look at these things and they think, oh yes, I can do that. And other people mm-hmm. like you and I, sometimes we just like sit there and go like, no, I can't see anything with that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> That's but yeah, it's, it's the way your brain is wired, I think, you know, Sam. It's too bad Ikea quit making the Apple boxes. I'm still hoarding mine. I haven't even taken it out of the package yet. I, I, I You know what? It's probably time to do something with it. I, it's, it's not gonna build itself, but it's just like once I build it, but you know, like you've you've recycled your Apple boxes several yes, times. So yeah, oh, I, yeah, I have. Yeah, now, but I, I've yeah. been a little hesitant. I know it's, 
it's the only one I have. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's funny you should mention the Apple Box, Tom. It's like it's, anybody think this show was scripted, but uh, it, a post of mine appeared on Facebook, and it was like from ten years ago. It was in my Facebook memories, and it state in which I stated, you know, that I had discovered a flat flat pack storage box in ikea that might be suitable for a small diorama style model railway layout so it's like and it was really funny to to see that pop up in my memories it was like pretty much exactly 10 years ago that i discovered oh, the apple box for the mod for the yeah for the model railways yeah even now, you know, I still do periodically look at the IKEA layout, the IKEA website to see if there are any suitable new offerings for sale. I mean, there's a couple of boxes right now in the Ravaror range which could work. At, um, I'd have to take a closer look at some of those. But uh, at, yeah, last few so, times I checked, and it's been a couple of years, but last few times I did, I didn't see anything that really inspired me. But uh, yeah, definitely keep us informed on that one. I'm hoping but, they'll uh, come out with something new. Like, that'll... Yeah, it's like you say, Tom, you didn't see anything that inspired you. And they didn't. Yep. I didn't see anything that inspired me. But there are things out there that have inspired people. I've seen people who've built layouts on something called the LAC shelf. That's L-A-C-K, the LAC shelf. And then I've seen, and they're about 11 inches deep, and they come in like varying lengths. And it's a basic, it's a basic shelf. So that's pretty easy to build a layout on. But then there's something called the Naglig Crate. That's K-N-A-G-G-L-I-G. Basically, a wooden crate built out of pine. And okay. um, let me see if I can just... I think the size is uh, round about... Oh, that's round, um, I think they're like... 12 to 14 inches long and Ooh. 10 inches deep something like that and people are so they are not they're comparable in size to a box file and if mm -hmm. you can build a layout in a box file you can certainly build a layout in a naglig crate yeah Ooh, and, i'll have to check that out yeah yeah, this is what this is what really excites me you know about micro layout building is when people go to the go to ikea and they see a crate and they can like do do something with it i mean it's it's pretty cool i mean the apple box it it was a bit awkward to work with to start with you know if you wanted to have a fiddle yard at one side you know the, the way it is constructed is you know it makes it a little bit problematic to actually bolt a fiddle yard onto the ends of it but you know they got a good system for that down so yeah mm -hmm. it's and it's great to be able to exercise your brain to solve these problems and uh i remember before i found the uh apple box there was the snack box mm -hmm. i remember and, that one mm -hmm. yeah and those they were like what about 10 inches deep they were like 18 inches long and 10 inches wide maybe and they were just like a storage box mm -hmm. but and you know the base fit 
inside the sides so there was a slot routed out of the sides and you just slid the uh, base in mm-hmm. and what was absolute flu the base was recessed the bottom of the sides of the of the box by the thickness of a cork tile mm. you assembled your box and then you could glue cork tiles into that recess and there you are you had some sound deadening surface on this box i mean the box was it was the box it was a deep box i mean it was like 10 inches deep maybe effectively it was a little bit too deep if you're used to like having a, a model railroad layout baseboard that's a couple of inches deep 10 inches is very deep but you mm. know what these guys are over at using their t-track and their n-track baseboards i mean those those can be pretty darn deep yeah mm-hmm. it's, yeah and and, and and n-track and t-track baseboard kits they're not cheap they're mm-hmm. certainly more expensive than an ikea box mm-hmm. i guess they quit so, making the snack box didn't they Oh, they quit making the snack box at least 10 years ago because I started with the snack box and went looking for more snack boxes and the snack box had been, snack box had been placed, replaced by Apple. So uh, IKEA products are absolutely great for model railway baseboard. If you're, if you're really creative and your mind is on that bent, then I, I really love IKEA products and like looking at them and seeing seeing what I can do with them. Yeah, and it gives me an idea. If uh, any of our listeners, if you have some ideas, if you're a member of the group, why don't you post some of those on there? And you can just mention uh, episode 17 that we were requesting that. Or or you can even email us at uh, microcartel at AOL.com and send us some of your uh, uh, ideas. That would be uh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, I'm always maybe, up for maybe, maybe I should even Maybe I should even work on getting a special issue of the dispatch going where we feature ikea boxes for model railway layouts there's a thought to bear there's a thought to bear in mind for the future eh? yeah you can always put that on in the the group and uh we can give that a couple of months to accumulate and yeah that might be some good uh content for a future uh episode or future uh issue for Mm, sure we'll see we'll see we'll work on that one so, hey, come on, let's get Apple Box layouts going for issue number three of the Dispatch, which mm. might be around now, for Christmas. Now, issue three be? We're doing quarterly, right? I'm doing um, right now, I would say quarterly, so issue three would line up for Christmas. Yeah, I want to see now. I still got the... Uh, you the still got the Apple Box, Tom. foot challenge, and... Oh, what the heck? Why not throw another log on the fire? We're better with deadlines anyway, so that's probably the way we should do it. Hey, Ian, you got anything else you want to share this episode? Uh, any other thoughts? No, I, uh, I'm just, um, we've given people enough ideas. I want to see people working on the inspiration we're giving them. Be sure to reach out to us. You can find us at uh, microcartel at uh, AOL.com. You can also find us over at our Cartel Blogspot page. And that's at microcartel.blogspot.com. And looks like this is going to do it for episode number 17. Uh, be sure to visit the Micro Model Railroad Cartel Facebook group. It is a private group, but you can uh, find it uh, through search. Uh, you won't be able to see the content because we've had to, uh, due to Facebook changes, we've had to make it private just to keep the spam counts down to an acceptable level. But uh, 
just be sure to check it out, uh, read over our uh, group rules and uh, questions we ask, and uh, feel free to join. Uh, we'd love to have you over there, and any other ideas or inspiration you might have, feel free to uh, post it over there. Looks like that's going to do it for this episode. Ian, any other final thoughts before we close tonight? No, that's that's good. Uh, happy modeling, and thanks for listening. I'm just looking out the window, and it's raining now. So my grass is turning green. I'm just happy. There you go, yes. Yeah. <laughs>